Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds. Leaky Black, Matt Norlander is smash the like button like your brand and Davies. you have consent if you haven't yet subscribed to the cbs sports college basketball youtube channel go ahead and do that while you're here let's get into it we'll get uh, back to our summer shoot around series on wednesday but this episode of the island college basketball podcast is going to focus on news of the week with the biggest headline obviously originating from los angeles where Bronny james had to be rushed to the hospital after suffering cardiac arrest during practice on monday Bronny was in icu but now he's reportedly stable and recovering at this moment there are more answers or more questions rather than, than answers we do not know why this happened we do not know if there were any previous uh, signs of a heart condition we do not know when he when Bronny james will play again or if he will uh, play again again more questions uh, than answers but the only thing that, that really matters at least from my perspective right now is that Bronny james is alive he is stable and he is recovering so that's the good news connected to a bad story norlander uh, what more can you tell us about Bronny james collapsing during a workout at usc yeah, that's about all we have right now, which, uh, to be honest, in some ways is actually a bit refreshing. Um, I caught uh, I was making my kids dinner earlier this evening and I, uh, I had around the horn on and Tony Raleigh was saying this story is actually uh, it's pretty airtight so far. And it's almost uh, refreshing to see that because of considering it's the health of someone who's pretty well known and in that part of the country that there hasn't been, um, you know, more speculation and rumors out there because it's it's not so hard to envision how that could be the case. And that has not been the case. And it has been fairly airtight around it. Uh, I, I agree with my bud, Tony on that. And, uh, and to this point, USC has not issued a release, a statement of any kind. And I don't know when we're going to get one. Now, I did reach out to USC uh, and I did reach out to Andy Enfield just because I, as a reporter, I felt compelled to do so, but there hasn't been anything yet uh, back on that. Now that doesn't surprise me because a year ago, a little more than a year ago, uh, Vincent Iwachukwu also had a cardiac incident at USC in a summer workout uh, that happened. And then I was subsequently given a tip uh, a couple weeks after it, uh, it had happened, maybe more than a couple weeks. But I had, you know, quietly but patiently worked on the story. And at, at, and when we eventually uh, revealed that news and, and contacted Iwachukwu and, and, and people in his circle, USC still did not release a statement when that happened. Eventually it did, but not, not in the immediacy of that. So I don't know when we will get something out of USC um, and when we will get next steps. Uh, I hope the next update we get is that Bronny James has been cleared to be released from the hospital and he's doing well and continue to respect his privacy at that time. And I hope that comes sooner than later. But, you know, obviously a very 
very scary, scary thing. I mean, he's just 18 years old. And of all of all the people, you know, what happened, period. But the fact that it happened to the player who has more attention, intrigue, curiosity attached to him than any player heading into this season, GP, is just it's wild to think about. Like that is Bronny James, who has lived his life uh, certainly under a spotlight for a long time, but specifically in the past four years, basically from the time he entered high school uh, to right up till today. I mean, he is, he has been as followed. um, uh, You could argue scrutinized, certainly watched uh, in many, many ways. Some project him to be a one and done first round NBA pick. I don't know if that was going to be the case and how that impacts it. Now we don't know what awaits with his basketball future GP, but Uh, Certainly a good sign that he was able to be released from the ICU because there were reports from both TMZ and the Los Angeles Times who cited sources that didn't go public, but basically said, you know, it was it was a uh, lights and siren situation, as we would understandably have it be going from USC, going to the local hospital where he was taken care of. Um, And, you know, this is now two years in a row that the, the trainers and people around USC's athletic department have helped save lives with Iwachukwu and now here with Bronny James. And um, I want to reference a tweet from Ryan uh, Karchi, who covers USC for the Los Angeles Times and has for some time. And he, he tweeted earlier today, USC has an automatic external defibrillator, AED, hanging in the hallway right off the main Galen Center court. It's now saved two lives of two men's basketball players in just over a year. And I think, you know, among the, the few takeaways we could have from this, it, it is yet another example of... Any kind of athletic facility, and I'm not just speaking to Division One athletics, across the NCAA, high schools, anywhere in the country that can have AED equipment, um, you know, if we can help our communities afford those, they are actual lifesavers in these incidents. You know, this is not a new thing. There have been cardiac incidents with athletes going back decades. Um, it's more prominent now for a number of reasons. Uh, Bronny James is going to be as high profile as we'll see. Uh, near to the level of DeMar Hamlin. And the only reason why it might not even be on that level is we actually saw it happen in real time with DeMar Hamlin, which was a separate incident altogether. That was a freak collision and a freak accident. What Bronny James suffered from is entirely different. And we hope that it's a, it's a good outlook that he can uh, eventually, if he chooses and wants to get back to playing, you know, we saw it with Iwuchuku. He was cleared last January GP. And even with someone like Keontae Johnson, who had a very public cardiac incident, of course, in the Florida, Florida State game, he was not cleared by some universities, but was cleared, obviously, by Kansas State. He went on to have uh, a tremendous season to the point where he was one of the best players in the Big 12. And lo and behold, he got himself drafted into the NBA after the most rigorous of medical background checks you could possibly imagine over the course of multiple years. So there is a pathway potentially for Bronny James. I'm glad he's doing well. Uh, This certainly lands as one of the more shocking headlines we've had in college basketball the entire calendar year. Uh, I have to ask, I'll just ask you, even though I think I know what your answer will be. Um, You mentioned this happened at USC last year as well. So that's two heart-related incidents during USC workouts. Is this just a a coincidence, or is there some dots to be connected? I'm not going to connect any dots. This has been something that has been brought up, and I did speak with a couple people around college basketball, GP, earlier on Tuesday, um, and and those people kind of... were talking aloud, like, if I was in this position at USC, uh, you know, one, you'd hope that they 
everything possible they could have done to theoretically prevent a, an incident like this happening with with physicals and everything that, that they would have done this. And it is a it is truly a freak occurrence that it is two players at one institution in a 13 month span. Uh, but even beyond that, you know, going further with even more reviews and USC is a private school. So a lot of this stuff is not going to be shed publicly, frankly, uh, because USC doesn't have to. We'll see how much gets disclosed and when and on what terms. And again, it's Bronny James, it's LeBron James. It's it's a different deal altogether from even if it was pretty much any other player, but particularly um, just sort of an everyman, if you will. Uh, but I don't necessarily think that and I won't connect any dots. But yes, it is. It is a freakish occurrence that we have had. Uh, two incoming freshmen, by the way, Iwuchuku was heading into his freshman season last season, and now Bronny James, obviously, uh, having just gotten to campus. Um, there you have it. But Iwuchuku, he went through the process. He was cleared, and he played from January on last season and is slated to be one of the three most important players on that team next season. Um, I'm with you. I don't connect any dots. Like, uh, you know, it, it, first off, it would be wildly irresponsible to do so. I understand why people's mind goes there, but to start trying to draw any conclusions that was well, two freshmen in a row at USC that have, you know, collapsed on the court. I just think you're getting into some real delicate uh, territory there. Uh, Andy Enfield doesn't have a, a, a reputation. Like, this isn't the Junction Boys, you know. Like, I, I'm just going to assume that this is coincidental that uh, one has nothing to do with the other and hope that uh, Bronny is, is as good as he can possibly be ASAP. Because from my perspective here, I just, I always try to put myself in the shoes of other people. Sometimes I'm not the best at it, but like, I just can't imagine what it's like to get that phone call yesterday. If you're LeBron James, I can't, I can't, um, you know, to pick that phone rings. Hello. Your 18-year-old son is being rushed to the hospital. He just had a cardiac arrest or a cardiac incident, and we are – he was unconscious, and we are getting him to the hospital AS. Like, it, it makes me sick even thinking about that. It's a reminder that it doesn't matter how successful you are, how wealthy you are, how accomplished you are. I'm going to hop in here just in just in case GP your uh, your internet got a little bit spotty there so I'm going to hop in just in case uh, if it's on my end or not but um, I to your point specifically um, yeah you know I'm a father of two boys and uh, that's a shuddering thought um, but I, I have a I have a younger brother who was public with this uh, a couple of years ago who uh, I mean, I got a call from my mother, um, and thankfully uh, my brother Cody is still here with us but. Um, he uh, he suffered a cardiac incident and actually like he was feeling terrible was brought to the hospital and literally flatlined at the hospital with doctors around him and it was because he was in an advantageous position when that happened um that he was able to be to be saved and he is doing well and he's gone through recovery treatments and and all this stuff but uh i very much remember the time and place and the day when uh, my own mother called me, uh, not knowing the the fate of, of my younger brother's life, um, and uh, and and lo and behold, yes, it was a cardiac incident. He was able to be saved, and uh, and yeah, it was a it was a very uh, very scary incident, and and that prompted me and everyone in my family, and something that I would advise to anyone listening. Um, to see a cardiologist because it's just better to know these kind of things. Like it's very easy to. Uh, to kind of shake this stuff off and, 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 and delay this kind of stuff. But, um, 
if you have felt even a tinge of, you know what, I might be overdue for a doctor's appointment for this, that, or the other, um, I would certainly encourage it because it can bring a certain uh, element of clarity and peace of mind that I think is very, uh, very, very needed. If you are watching live, uh, GP's internet situation from his hotel room seems to have stalled on him. So I'm now for the moment doing a solo deal. I think Nod is going to try and loop uh, GP back in before... Uh, before we actually break only other things I have on this story and I'll, I'll fill a little bit here and see what, uh, see what, when and where GP can, uh, can hop back into the conversation is, um, uh, USC is going on a foreign tour, uh, in a couple of weeks. Don't know. I, you know, don't know, don't know. Won't speculate if Bronny James will even join them for that. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily bank on it, obviously. So that's next. And then, um, I just hope that he is able to, um, be on the men soon and enjoy the college experience as much as he can, even if it's away from the basketball court for whatever period of time, because consider like the path of LeBron James and him choosing to play in Los Angeles and then Bronny choosing to play at USC and, and how public LeBron's journey has been across his adult life playing in the NBA and then speaking on wanting to play with his son and, later going back and saying, you know, I have some regrets about naming my firstborn after me. And I might have uh, regrets about maybe, you know, considering how much pressure I might've been putting on him talking about playing in the NBA, but it's something I want and it's something that he wants. Well, now all that stuff is on hold and I hope his family is, uh, is in a good place right now for sure. And I hope the news is good, but I hope that Bronny James is able to actually go and enjoy the college experience, which LeBron never did because he never had to, he was going to be the number one pick and he was. And, and so there you have it. So I hope that, uh, that we do get frequent and positive updates on this and uh, as soon as possible, but at the same time, like, you know, certainly respect the process that is, that is happening here. And uh, we will get updates as the public needs them. Understandably, there's a lot of curiosity with, with an incident like this. I understand that um, we will get them as they are deemed uh, needed. And uh, I think that's about all from my NGP. I know you cut out a little bit there, but if you have anything else on uh, Bronny, the floor is all yours. Otherwise I've, uh, I've said what I needed to say. I cut, uh, I cut out more than a little bit. I cut out a lot. I've just, about i've been in this hotel 10 straight days and i've had enough of this internet this is bloomington i feel like i'm in manhattan but i feel like i'm in bloomington like i might as well have on my where are the candy canes i should have on my candy cane yeah pants candy canes sitting here yeah. in manhattan um we got an email about add, that yeah yeah go ahead the only thing yeah i saw that um i yeah. the only thing i would add and it's um it's just something i noticed i wonder if you noticed it so TMZ, I, I guess more than TMZ, the reporting is now that the 911 call came in at 926 a.m. on Monday, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Pacific time. At 524 p.m. Pacific time, LeBron James is tweeting about taking Saudi money to play basketball, like goofing around, clearly. Yeah. Like, what is going I on there? I, don't, I honestly, I have no idea. I'm going to be the naive optimist in this scenario and hope that whatever the family had undergone and experienced in the preceding number of hours, that was obviously and understandably traumatic um, that the news that they were, he was receiving was so reassuring stuff, the information we don't have right now that 
he was able to take a breath and maybe was like, I'm just going to hop on Twitter and blow off some steam and tweet something right. outrageous, which, which it, it, it was outlandish. If you're unfamiliar, GP just laid it out. But um, now that we have that information back to back, it certainly is peculiar in retrospect, but I couldn't even begin to try and interpret why that happened. Yeah, it was just something I noticed. I don't make anything more of it than it's just something I noticed. Um, you know, your your son had a cardiac event at, in the morning and you're making jokes on Twitter, you know, later in the afternoon. Um, I, it's just you know, people deal with things in different ways. Uh, I, I think I think most of us understand that uh, in the spirit of like full disclosure. I, I think people know my father passed last month and, um, you know, we had his his service on a Wednesday and, you know, on that Saturday, we had bought months ago with some friends, like tickets to Taylor Swift. And it was like, we're supposed to go with our friends. We spent a lot of money on this trip. We could get cancel it. But like, what do you want me to do? Like, I've been I've, I've, I've spent a time processed as much as I can process. We've grieved. Like, should we, do we need to cancel the trip? And so we ended up going, you know, it was weird. It was a weird weekend, but we ended up going every weekend's weird. But we ended up going. And, um, but you know what? I, I didn't put anything on social media, not one thing. And I, it was just because it was not because I, I didn't enjoy the weekend, but I was like, I was kind of scared of what, how people would react or what people might think if they see me, you know, at a concert, you know, three days, four days after my dad. And so I just didn't, I just stayed off of social media because I was, I didn't want anybody to have weird reactions to what I was doing. And, and, I guess if I were LeBron James in that situation, I would have probably stayed off. I'd have probably just skipped that joke. Uh, like when it happened, no, than, one, no one outside of a small group of people had realized right. what had happened. To right. At that point. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Like, you know, I, it just made me think of, I chose not to be on social media in that time because I just didn't want to, I didn't know what, how it would come across. And I guess LeBron James just deals with things differently. And I bet your explanation is as good as any, Hey, everything's fine. Bronny's uh, that was scary. Woo. That was scary, but everything's fine. Yeah. He's already out of ICU. We're going to be okay. Now we can all be happy. Let's, I'm just going to blow off some steam, make some jokes, whatever. So I'm sure it was nothing or at, at the, you know, something like that. Um, I just, it's something I know. It, when I first started looking at the timeline of things, I was like, hold up. This yeah. happened at 926 a.m. And then he's tweeting that at 524 p.m. It just sort of, it caught my attention, but I bet, I bet your explanation is pretty close to right, if not exactly right. All right, let's uh, let's let's convert to uh, to uh, some on court news because we've had some, we've got some pretty uh, some pretty pretty good stuff, some pretty good scheduling developments this week, haven't we, Gary? Uh, we have, and again, forgive me for this internet situation. I I don't know how this is going right now, but it doesn't it it feels you're very good. Shaky. You're good. I was going uh, go to go start with the break, Maui Invitational. You- the- Uh, the 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 bracket has been released for the 2023 Maui Invitational, which is always a, a terrific event. We've got the teams in it that are ranked first, second, and sixth in the top 25 and one. We'll run you through the bracket next, but first, a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. All right. I heard absolutely none of that. So I'm just okay. going to assume that uh, some uh, audio played and, and everything's yes. fine. And now we'll get to the Maui Invitational. Dead leg. The bracket is as follows. And the rankings are according to the top 25 and one at number 14, Tennessee against Syracuse. Number two, Purdue against number 19, Gonzaga. Number one, Kansas versus Chaminade. And number six, Marquette versus UCLA. I think you would agree with me. Purdue, Gonzaga, the most interesting first round matchup. It is. And those are in. And by the way, your timing is perfect. I don't know if you're hearing me on a five second delay, but I want to let you know you came out of the break perfectly. And uh, I'm sorry you didn't hear audio, but everything is still going OK. If for whatever reason you drop, I'll, I'll, I'll get this. Uh, I'll get this plane landed in some way. But yes, uh, that order that GP just read off is the order in which the games will be played. So you got Vols, Cues, Purdue, Gonzaga, Kansas, Chaminade, UCLA, Marquette. Um, I'm going to finish with this game that you just started. Uh, let's just go Kansas Chaminade. I love the fact that Chaminade's still in every other year. I get why they've been phased out um, in in even number of years where it's eight Division One programs. Personally, call me a sentimentalist, but I like when they're involved, even if they're going to get absolutely destroyed in this tournament. I don't care. Give me Chaminade. Um, they're going to get Kansas, who very well could be the best team in this field. On the bottom half of that, you do have... You've got UCLA against Marquette, and that's just... I mean, you, you've got a UCLA team that's probably not quite as strong as it was last year. You can wait on those thoughts for our summer shoot-around on the Bruins, which is coming later this summer. Um, and then a Marquette team that was so good, we have an episode on them coming. That's the other thing. This is like a summer shoot-around special, though. I guess apologies to Syracuse. They're not involved with that. But, uh, but that's a, a wonderful bottom half, top half. Tennessee Q's Syracuse now in a new era no more Jim Beheim. You've got red Autry, uh, but they've got a solid enough roster. Uh, I think good enough to, to win that game potentially. And then Purdue Gonzaga is the best. There's usually a quarterfinal matchup because of the nature of what Maui is. There usually is at least one game on that Monday. That is quite, quite tasty. And uh, yeah, a succulent uh, head to head right there with Purdue and Gonzaga. Those teams met last season. You may recall in the PK 85, I was there that was really the uh, the arrival of Purdue as a national title contender and Zach Eady, you know, getting 50 paces out ahead of the of everyone else with the National Player of the Year race, which he wound up holding on to. So um, we already knew the field, but we only just learned the matchups here on Tuesday. And I think it's uh, awesome. This is the 40th iteration of the Maui Invitational, by the way. And uh, yeah, I might just have to I might have to lob a, uh, a travel request. I have never covered it. I requested to cover it five years ago, uh, but then Parrish covered it instead. I think I'm due. I would love to cover this one because it is as good of a feel as they've, as they've had in like five to seven years. It's not on GP. They were just like, you know what? We'll send GP. All right, cool. Good times. Hopefully I can go cover this one. I would love <laughs> to do it um, because the field is awesome. And, uh, and I could see Purdue, Gonzaga, Kansas, UCLA, Marquette. I could see any of those teams winning, winning this whole thing. And we could also have multiple final four teams in this field. I don't remember the exact email I got, but it was something along the lines of, would, would you be willing to go to Maui 
I was like, yeah, I, I would be willing to go to Maui. I will tell you, it takes you a while to get there. But once you get there, yeah, oh boy, it's nice. It's really nice. I, I, I you know, living in the South, uh, sometimes people are like, why would you ever need to go to Hawaii when when Destin's just down the road? Mm, and it's people like, say mm, people I've say heard that. it. Only people who have never been to Maui. Okay. <laughs> only people who have only been to Destin. And never been to Maui. It's just different. They're just different places. I can have By the way, Nada has informed us on the live chat that uh, UCLA is not part of shoot-around. I think I said they were. My bad. Mick Cronin, please forgive me. Yeah, we'll have to get to UCLA some other time. Uh, shouts to Amari Bailey's mother. We, uh, we, um, yeah, Maui's wonderful. I, I hope if I hope you get to go because it is it, it's I'm glad you know, I don't know if I'll ever go again, but I'm glad I went then. I'm glad I can say I've been to Maui because just walking in that little gym is awesome. And then you know, it's Maui, it's beautiful. You'll have a great time. Well, I got I gotta get I mean, it's not the cheapest thing. I got <laughs> it is not, it is also, I'm not, not banking on approval, although I would love to do it. And if that means I uh that's my one trip for like the first three months of the season. I would take that as a trade off because yeah, this is just a loaded field over under right now. Prediction July 25th over under 1.5 final four teams in the 2023 Maui field. One. All right. You're going to go under under. Yeah. I'm going to go. Hmm. I'll agree with you, Brooke, grudgingly, but I'll go under over under 0.5 okay. national champions in the Maui tournament field over under 0.5 national champions. Okay, This is actually interesting. Would you take the rest of the country or the Maui field? I almost tweeted this today. Look, because if the Maui me. by the Maui field, by the Maui field and yeah. by the top 25 and one, you get one, two and six. You get three of the top six and the top two. I might take the Maui field. I know that's and not you, smart. I know you shouldn't. I, I but but I might. And you and in that you're not even con- including Gonzaga and UCLA. Just so people are clear, when GP's referencing that, that's still good. Yeah, you get you get the three top six teams plus Gonzaga, Tennessee, and UCLA. And the brand formerly known as I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the Maui field. You give me Maui versus the field. I'm taking Maui. I'm taking Maui. I, I think uh, if we could get, uh, you know, Bart Torvik on here or Ken Pomeroy on here or some other smart person, they, take the they would tell you that that's not. They would tell you you're being dumb. But, like, it's okay. We can be dumb. We've never be claimed dumb. to be geniuses, have we? Yeah. No, absolutely. I claim to be a doctor. Well, I feel like you have a couple of times. But that's beside the point. I'm taking – yes, you give me this. I'm taking Maui versus the field. And I wouldn't every year. But with this with this one, yeah, I think I think absolutely. Particularly with – Gonzaga's retools. I mean, they just, I mean, Gonzaga just plucked a plucked a commit from Kansas too. That also happened in the past couple of days. So there's, there's no shortage of a lot of, uh, of tasty teams and, and potential, potential if final the, four and national champions there. And if the bracket goes to form stays, uh, stays true to form, uh, we could get number one, Kansas versus number two, Purdue in the title game, a matchup between former big 10 centers, Hunter Dickinson, mm. and I guess current big 10 center, Zach Eady. Yeah, that's uh, that is true. As I'm looking through this on that note, um, uh, Bona from UCLA is another good center. Um, Marquette's more garden wing dependent this season, I suppose. Um, yeah, I think that, Ek uh, Ek out of Gonzaga. Yeah, we'll see if he can if he can make the jump. But um, this is a this is not. A, it's gotten to the point where because of PK eighty five last year, and occasionally Atlanta wins out. Maui doesn't always have the best MTE this. 
upcoming season. It absolutely does. And uh, I think these these matchups, this was this was the way to go. You were going to get at least one dynamite quarterfinal. Purdue Gonzaga is that. And uh, as we get closer, I'm sure we'll predict this out, but I'm not comfortable doing that. And I won't do it. I will not predict this whole bracket on, in, on July 25th. Not going to happen. I will do it. I'll, and I'll do it in a matter of seconds. You ready? Yeah. We're going to get Tennessee against Purdue in one semifinal, Kansas against Marquette in the other, Kansas against Purdue in the title game, and then Kansas beats Purdue to win the Maui Invitational before Kansas goes on to win the national championship. That's not bad. I did want to give some uh, shout to Paint Touches because they shared this on, on Twitter earlier today. In the last 20 editions of the Maui Invitational, there have been four national champions and 12 Final Four teams the last 20 times they've played this tournament. And the record for most NCAA tournament teams in one Maui field is six. Trivia time. What year did it happen? I'd have to look up. What t- year? It happened uh, since, I'm going to say uh, 2019. No, not 2019. Let's give you three guesses. Not 2019. Okay. Uh, 2012. Nope. A little further back. Oh, yeah. It was 2007. 2007? 2007. Yeah, 2007. You were one year off. It is 2006. That tournament shares... These three teams in common with this year's tournament, the 2006 tournament had UCLA, Chaminade, and Purdue. Um, that year's tournament Memphis? had UCLA, Memphis, Oklahoma, yeah. Kentucky, and then uh, Georgia Tech. So I guess the teams that didn't go that year in 06, 06 and 07, so 07 tournament. So Chaminade didn't go and DePaul didn't go. But UCLA, Kentucky, Memphis, Oklahoma, Purdue, Georgia Tech all went. I guess that's how that breaks down. But yeah, good little nuggets from... Uh, from paint touches there. The reason I remember that a used car salesman from Memphis was coaching the uh, Los Angeles based pump and run team uh, uh, run by the pump brothers. And I remember wondering what on earth is the connection between Mark Goodfellow used car salesman from Memphis and the pump and run found uh, pump and run uh, program. And it turns out that they met in Maui. The pumps were out in Maui with UCLA and Goodfellow was out in Maui with Memphis. They had such a good time. They just decided to let him coach their basketball team going forward. So here was a used car salesman from Memphis coaching Drew Holiday and um, uh, the twins, the twins who went to North Carolina or whatever, the Ware twins. Ware twins, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Ware twins. Yeah, and what was my buddy's name who went to UCLA and just went wild and then changed his name? Reeves Nelson. Reeves Nelson, yeah. But what do you change it to? Yeah, they were all. I can't remember, but it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it on the pod before. I, I can't remember what it was. The funniest part about this, GP, is that you told me this story. It was like you, me, and some shared company. I think it was in Vegas at some sort of recruiting deal, um, you know, seven, eight years ago. And so you're telling the story and you're and you're telling the story. Let's say you're telling the story in 2015 or 2016. Well, you're hearkening back right. to being in a gym call it 2008 or t- whenever it was 2006, 2008, 2009. And you're in a gym. I think, you know, where I'm going with this and you're sitting down and you're sitting next to the one and only Roy Williams. And uh, you're talking <laughs> about the team or whatever. And then you start telling him a little bit about this story. And, and then Roy Williams turns to you goes, you mean coach Goody? And you're like, coach <laughs> Goody. <laughs> what? Coach Goody, like, that dude like, was selling cars two years ago. It is so funny. Like, it's the funniest thing in the world. Like, seriously, go on YouTube and do uh, It's All Good Auto Sales in Memphis. It's All Good Auto Sales in Memphis by Mark Goodfella. 
This is the guy who I look out on the court. I've known him for years. He sits courtside at Grizzlies games. He's like a, he's got all these wild television commercials in Memphis. He's like a he's like a big deal in Memphis. He's my friend. And uh, he's the pump and run team based out of Los Angeles. I can't overstate how ridiculous this is. All right. So I'm sitting with Roy Williams and I'm just trying to make people understand, like, do you guys even understand what is going on here? Like, that's not some obscure AAU coach you've never met. That is a used car salesman from Memphis who the pumps just like hung out with in Hawaii. And now he's coaching their team because they think he's funny. And uh, so I'm trying to tell this to Roy Williams. I'm like, so you see the guy in the shorts right there. And Roy Williams, I swear to God, looks right at me and goes, you mean Coach Goody? I was like, Coach Goody, <laughs> Coach Goody, like so Roy Williams is so good. It's so good that a used car salesman, and it's the perfect Memphis story. A used car salesman from Memphis yeah. is coaching future NBA players in Las Vegas, while Hall of Fame coach Roy Williams has created a relationship with him, <laughs> and now refers to him as Coach Goody. I mean, the whole thing is so absurd and hilarious. Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I love it. And speaking of Roy Williams... Might he be in that? No, might about it. Uh, as long as he's on this terra firma, he's going to be there. We got some more scheduling goodness earlier this week. Tell the people what they need to know. Kansas <laughs> and North Carolina have agreed to a home and home series with the games being played on campus at Allen Fieldhouse and at the Dean Smith Center. Uh, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So it's another example of something we've talked about, these big-time programs getting together and saying, we don't have to go to New York or South Dakota or Las Vegas to play. Let's just play on each other's campuses. Without a doubt. By the way, this internet lag is uh, is making for a fun podcast, as far as I'm concerned. No, so this is, yeah, this is wonderful, wonderful news. Now, the stunner of this is that uh, these schools have only played each other 12 times. Two blue bloods, and what is it? The past four, four times, or they've met in the final four, four, four of the tw- yeah, they've met in the final four, four of the twelve times they've played. Carolina has played in Lawrence once. That was nineteen sixty. Dean Smith was in his third year as an assistant coach, and then Kansas has never played in Chapel Hill. Period. So this is wonderful to see. Just. Speak to the obvious, whatever. We're going to applaud, champion this kind of stuff. As many blue blood, but even shy of that, top 25 level programs willingly opting in, electing to play home and homes in the month of November, or if you're going to make it happen in December, all the more. This creates intrigue, juice, casual fan, people that like college basketball, but they might be like, all right, 
I'll check out a little Maui here and there. Um, but, you know, if it's Carolina playing a neutral against even, you know, no offense to say uh, you hate Marquette. So I'll just say Marquette, like Carolina versus Marquette on a neutral somewhere like that might bring them in. Carolina against Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse at the Dean Dome. That has more widespread appeal and power and drawing power to it. So congrats to both these coaches for getting it done. Hubert Davis, Bill Self. Bill Self is on. Uh, I mean, he's he's on a mission here. He did the Indiana home and home, which is going to continue this year. Uh, I'm told there's some flirtation between Kansas and Duke trying to make that to be a home and home at some point. Um, and uh, he just doesn't. He, he's. Not, he's not going to stop. We've obviously seen Kansas and Kentucky do it. So, uh, so good on good on Hubert Davis for also opting in on this. This is the exact kind of thing that good old Roy, and I'm sure Coach Goody would have uh, would have endorsed entirely to get these two blue bloods, two of the best programs to to play each other on on the home floor. And by the way, both these games are going to be the I think both are the second game of their respective season. So you'll get the fodder to open up the the bye game, but then you don't have to wait but two or three days, and then uh, and then we'll get the goodies here. Okay, I barely heard anything you said, but I would assume you said all the right stuff and that I, I couldn't have possibly added anything of interest and we're going to call it a podcast. All right, that, that, it's amazing to me that this has happened, but you are I'm going to give you thumbs up right now. You are correct about that. Um, I touched on, I think, everything we, uh, we need to know. If you want to know any more, I did an, a newser on this at cbsports.com or on your CBS Sports app. Carolina versus Kansas. I'm tossing it. I'm going to make the tossing motion. I'm tossing it back to you. Back to you, GP. Finish it up. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck. Shouts to Larnell. Shouts to Coach Goody and Coach Roy. Thank you, guys. Really, thank you, guys. If you sit through this nonsense, I can't. I'm, seriously, like the Subway series is about to start. You could million other things you could be doing. Uh, season two of the Bears on Hulu, for crying out loud. What are you doing sitting here with dealing with my inner? Oh, there it goes. Should I should I commandeer the shouts right now? Probably. I don't even do the shouts. Can I do it for? Here's a genuine question. Can I do it for? Are you there, GP? Please take. Please finish this. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm about to. If I. This is why. This is why. I just. Okay. I'm glad I don't have anything here to hurt myself with right now. Okay. I'm glad there's okay. nothing within arm's reach that I could hurt myself with because I've had enough. <sighs> All right. Shouts to. Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Larnell. He's a legend. Thank you for subscribing to the Ion. See, some people know this by heart. I just don't know it by heart. Thank you for subscribing to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you are not already, please do so. Spotify, Apple, uh, every single conceivable podcast outlet. Please do subscribe. Rate us. If you are not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do that. Because if you do that and you ding the bell... You get the alert when we go live. So if you want to watch us on a Tuesday when Paris has terrible internet and now is giving us the above view of his head, you can get that as well. We will have more summer shoot-around episodes coming this week. We will have Creighton and we will have Duke. GP said at the start of this episode we would have Creighton on Wednesday. I believe that has changed even more so because of his internet situation. We will have our Creighton episode on Thursday morning for you and Duke will be coming Friday. We'll talk to you soon. Until then, take care. 
What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a dude average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.